I was I, I was asleep for most of this for a third of this movie. I, this I movie's fuck it. is fucking boring. I you've seen it like four times. To it's sleep. fine. <laughs> you've seen this movie already. No, every, every time I've seen this movie, I fell asleep watching it, and I'm like, I can't remember what happened. Seems like Except, some kind like, of ghost the curse. And then ghosts. It's ghosts. It's all ghosts, and then they all go to heaven at the end. So uh, this is the Chudcast. Oh, uh, we watched Ghost Ship for no reason other than when I was. Uh, shoot, this what was your we... idea? This was my idea. Um, your we kind of just idea. watched it because it was on Netflix, and that's yeah, easy that's... to get. Yep. Um, let's yep. see. I'm gonna look up when the home video release was. So let's see. DVD. It came, well, it came out in theaters in like 2002, I think. Yeah. Uh, this movie came out in 2002 in theaters. Uh, this came out in March 2003 on DVD and VHS. I'm pretty wow. sure it still had a VHS release. Um, and I saw this when I was yeah. in late middle school to early high school. I think I, it was probably 2004, 2005. Huh. And the only thing I remember was the whip the whip cable scene, which is probably the that only was, thing most people remember. That was the highlight of the movie, and it was right at the start. And I feel like... I feel like this movie could have paced itself a lot better if it kind of, I don't know, like maybe if they switched it out with the scenes of like the girl, like of them, like poisoning all the people and like wandering and like the girl, like wandering through the hallways and getting caught by the, by the mutinying crew. And then we like, and then in the middle when they're doing the big montage show, like fucking pay off that shit. That would have. I feel like that would have paced the movie a lot better. Yeah. So to back up a little bit, we watched Ghost Ship. Uh, we only watched yep. this because I saw it when I was 14 or 15, and there was a pretty cool, gory opening kill scene in it. Yep. And, and then I, I don't remember the rest of it. I think I either fell asleep, left, or just didn't fucking remember it, like most people who watch this movie. Yeah, I remember oh, like seeing me. this. Like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah like you remember it. I remember <laughs> seeing this in the local family video where we used to get movies for Friday movie night. When I was 12, and all I remember is thinking, man, that cover looks spooky, and then I never thought about it again until tonight. The movie resists memory. It's, it, it's it got does. a couple cool ideas and a couple good concepts, but most of it is extremely forgettable. It has so, exactly two good shots, yeah, and one of them yeah. is the cable one. The other one, The other one is the ballroom scene. So basically, to, to very briefly summarize this movie, um, we get an opening scene of a bunch of people dancing and having dinner on a cruise ship. There's a bored little girl there, and she winds up dancing with, I think that was the captain? Was that him? That's the captain. Yep. Yeah, with the captain. Yeah, it was the and captain. some mysterious adversary presses I'm... a lever forward, which causes the cable to rapidly reel up and whip through the entire ballroom, cutting everybody in half. And the little girl alone survives, and then it cuts to much later with a salvage crew. Um, the salvage crew, they complete a difficult job, and when they're back celebrating, they get wind of a supposed you know, treasure hall in that yep. there is a big floating ship somewhere out in the Bering Strait. And some some it, get a lot of money. some like nerdy looking guy comes up to them some and dweeb, is yeah. like, yeah, yeah, some dweebazoid came comes up to them and is like, "Hey, I know where the ship is, and there's a lot of money on it." And, oh, that sounds great! Yeah. So they agree to it. They they negotiate terms, but they agree to it. 
and they go out to the ship. They take an initial pass at it, which, well, they hit the ship for one. It's <laughs> appearing and disappearing in the surf, which is it's kind of a cool scene. I like how they did that. Yeah. But they bump into it and it's a big clatter, but it doesn't hurt anything too bad. And they realize, OK, here it is. So they do an initial scouting trip to the ship where they get some bad vibes and a guy almost falls through the floor. But apart from that, it's it's OK. They're, they're seeing like very minor visions of spooky stuff on the ship. And then they mm-hmm. go back, they make a plan. Um, their tugboat is too small to effectively drag it back. So they decide they, they're going to need to do at least some amount of work on the ship to get it movable enough. So they make the plan that they're going to go back on the next morning. They're going to just work their asses off getting it um, easier to move because basically it's taking on water and the rudder is fucked up. So if they patch it up, pump out the water, get the rudder working, they can at least like decide which way it moves relative to the currents and they can get it back to someplace. And in the process of this, they find it also bears gold, fucking treasure. And uh, on the day when they're actually going to do stuff, they get a brief warning from a spooky ghost girl who some of them had seen earlier and everything goes to shit. It turns out the ship is a doom house and um, that Give me a the, doom boat. <laughs> the, the guy who was called ferryman is, is an infernal ferryman and it was all a scheme and a plot and uh, everything blows up and the trapped souls in the ship go to heaven in the end. Except... Yep. Except they don't. So, and that's the, so basically, it's a supernatural haunted ship movie, and there are things yep. I like about it. In it's, that, it's it's Event Horizon on a boat and worse. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's kind of a novel setting. I like the spooky drifting ship. Like they talk about the Marie Celeste, which is a historical ghost ship incident where. I think the historical basis of the Marie Celeste is that the ship was carrying uh, rum, like barrels and barrels of rum, and something probably ignited vapors that came off of those. It scared the hell out of the crew. Everyone bailed, and the ship drifted by itself for a long time and was found way far away. They reference that in the story, and this is kind of a similar situation in that, you know, everyone on this cruise ship dies, and it's just been drifting out there, and there's evidence of other crews having visited it and gotten killed, but, you know, this is the crew, and I don't know. I I didn't hate it. It was it didn't grab my attention, but yeah, I, don't I was know, asleep like, for most of it. I didn't even yes. know there was a plot about the ferryman. And I just so, thought it was a crazy guy. Yeah. So yeah. So nerdy guy Go was ahead. named ferryman, and like that was that would that, that was the whole setup and twist was that that nerdy guy was secretly the evil mastermind behind Ghost Ship all along, and he like tricks people into coming on there and you know, killing each other for some mortal sin and then, you know, uh, going to hell, I guess. That really pissed me off how on the nose that was. Like, oh. <laughs> his name was his name was Ferryman. Like, come the fuck on. Ferryman wants his money. You ain't gonna give it back. They could have at least called him Sticks or something. Like, fuck, dude. Jesus, it's just so... Yeah, no, he he tricks people into committing mortal sins so that their souls are damned to hell, et cetera, et cetera. But all the people who died on the ship and weren't sinners ever, I guess. I mean, there that ship was that, that that ship must have been populated by the by the pure of heart festival because holy shit, there were a lot of <laughs> a lot of non sinners on that boat. Good. Let me tell you what. Just- 
a hundred percent good people. Never, yeah, just like, never it's, like, it's like it's like a hundred a hundred percent just like fucking monks who have like never who like never interacted with the world in any we all negative know way. That that mid to early nineteen sixties European high society <laughs> consisted of nothing but good pure people. Good, okay, good pure people with no with no irredeemable qualities whatsoever. And of well, course, actually, I think the idea was that the ferryman had. So the idea is. The whole thing is happening because you've got some sort of ghost demon man who brings, you know, condemned souls to hell by like tricking them and then just branding them and dragging them down. And I think it was probably that he had like 995 souls or 990 souls, but he can only bring a <laughs> full like boatload the, to hell. It's like the it's like the fucking haunted mansion. It's like 999 souls and you could be the thousandth basically we can all go to hell yeah and it's implied that he's been like slowly racking up more by every crew that's found the ship but he still doesn't Uh, have quite enough this crew is going to be the last but (laughs) and then he gets to retire (laughs) and you know how that goes no yeah i you know we haven't even talked about the characters yet because they're really not that good the characters are uh there's let's see hang on i can only remember them by their archetypes not by their names i do i, I do remember ferryman because that was so on the nose it's like bears remembering okay there i can was... actually rattle them off so okay go ahead um gabriel byrne was uh playing sean murphy he's the the brit the leader of the salvage crew oh uh, well, look Julian... who has the wikipedia article pulled up Oh, yeah. yeah um, <laughs> no, I actually do remember the characters, though. So Epps is the lady. Um, she's yep. kind of serious, no nonsense. Um, doesn't have too much of a personality other than being kind of impatient and wanting to get business done. And suddenly, and suddenly becoming the main character in a movie where we did not expect her to be. Yes, you did, because it's a horror movie. And if there's no, gonna I be did one not. I expected, to... I expected Carl Urban to live. <laughs> I do like Carl Urban, but... Carl... I love him a lot. Everyone yeah. loves Corbin. So the other two this is the Carl the other... Urban Appreciation Post. Yeah, I mean, we all like the boys, don't we? That's also yeah. Carl Urban Appreciation. Yeah, yeah fucking... PSA: Watch the boys. Anyways, moving on. It's pretty good. Watch the but boys. The other, and... the other cast is uh, Dodge and Munder. Um, Dodge is the blonde one. Munder is the greasy, long-haired, brown-haired one. Uh, they're kind of the those two guys. You know, they're the yeah. the workhorses of the salvage crew. You got yep. Greer, who is kind of he's played by Isaiah Washington. He's kind of mission control. He's he's pretty smart, pretty serious. You got Santos, who's a grease monkey. Who <laughs> I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't call him smart, but I'll get into that later. He's horror movie smart, which his, is because, several because, levels below smart. Yeah, yeah, because his scene is one of my favorites, and I really want to get into it after we're done with this. And then Santos, who's the grease monkey, who works on the ship, basically, yep. and that's the crew. And in addition to uh, Jack Ferryman, who is the devil or one of the devil's middle to lower management. He's positions. basically a demon. Like, yeah, yeah he's a demon. And, yeah. then, and then also rounding out the cast, you've got Emily Browning, who plays the little girl. And, th- and this was when Emily Browning was actually a little girl. Now she's like 30. So, you know, <laughs> she oh, is almost exactly, exactly our age, actually. Old. Yeah. Yeah. You're making shit. me feel like a boomer. Wait so wait so how old was she in this then? So this is probably she was born in 1988. Uh, this would have been filming in like 2001. So two, th- 2000, 2001. Yeah, so she would have been a young teen or a tween. Jesus, and they made yeah, her dress so up actually like a f- playing the character's age. That's that's fine. They they made her dress up like an eight year old. Also, I think um I kind of she like still had her dolls role. in her room. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Well, she was she was supposed to be probably like ten or twelve in the story. Yeah, 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 ye
I kind of liked her character in that she was an interesting twist on the spooky girl. Because, like, yeah. as of the ring, if you have a spooky little girl, she has to be, like, the ultimate evil. And as yeah, of, well, yeah. the ring and also fear, you know, that's the thing now. Evil, spooky little girl. And she's certainly mm-hmm. spooky, but it turns out she's actually helping the protagonist and she's just caught in ghost form and doing what she can. That was neat. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah, she was, like, the opposing force to the demon guy on the ship, essentially. Like, she was trying to, like, help them, you know, fight him. Well, not, like, fight him, but just, like, trying to give them information and trying to get them off the ship so they don't so they don't get caught in his evil plan. Um, so, yeah, uh, one one sequence I want to talk about. I, I, I had two favorites in the movie. One was the wire cut scene, which... God, that was so good. I, I got I watched that and I got so hyped up for the rest of the movie and then the rest of the movie just completely let me down. <laughs> yeah. But um there's one very good scene. Um they all kind of split up to go off and do things right after they get trapped on the ship, right after the tugboat blows up and takes Santos with it, R. I. P. Um and uh, he never really had a chance in this movie. No, like, he did not. He, he didn't get to do much a, other than he had a fucking he, he had a fucking he had a fucking digital clock on his forehead counting down to the moment he would die. Um, no, but Greer <laughs> Greer goes off um, and and um, kind of like you know drinks by himself in a ballroom. He finds like an old bottle of champagne, God knows how it lasted, and drinks that and just kind of like you know is sad. And then he sees this this ghost lady the ghost of the lady who was singing on the ship when the wire cut scene happened and he's like oh that looks neat and so <laughs> sorry Orange just posted in our chat <laughs> that is a fucking classic okay ghost blowjob no Jesus so so, so, uh, I, I, the ghost, the ghost kind of like shows him the past. So like we get this really cool and probably extremely complicated effect shot and you could, and you can kind of see it cause it was, it was an effect shot in 2002. So you could, you, you can see the seams a lot more clearly than you can nowadays. So like you, you can see that they obviously like did the camera pan by putting him on a green screen and kind of like, you know whipping the camera around him and then adding him into a to a cg scene later for a lot of it but um apparently apparently though they also did do shoots in both the dilapidated and the like revitalized but basically basically he gets like transported well transported back to the back to the ship in its original state and then uh there's like a bunch of people applauding him and then the ghost lady gets her boobs out and then he's like, well, well, no, no, she, she like seduces him by like, you know, like getting up really close to him. And he's like, well, it's not cheating if she's dead. Right? It's not <laughs> cheating if she's a ghost. Yeah. You know, the old che- adage. Yeah. It's not, not cheating. Ghost if sex she's isn't a- real. Necrophilia people. It's cool. But, um, so he kisses her and then she, she gets her boobs out and walks over to the elevator shaft to the to the empty elevator shaft which she saw earlier and he thinking nothing of this 
is like, oh, okay, gonna go fuck me a ghost. <laughs> like, like he doesn't, he doesn't even like entertain the notion that like this is kind of weird, huh? So he could possibly over, be a bad start, idea. Starts to get like some ghost off his clothes, and then he like, and then and then she's like fully naked at this point. He reaches out to her, and then and then she's a ghost, so he just passes right through her and falls in the elevator shaft and fucking dies. And that's the end of his character. It's yeah. so good. And then there's he was and, the and, and, he was and, the fiance haver, and then yeah. oops, he tries to do ghost adultery and dies. Like okay, yeah. <laughs> and okay, then movie. And, and then and and then you get a really like probably the cheapest jump scare I've ever seen at the end when she turns around and she's actually like an old corpse, and then we never see that face again. So it's just yeah. a scare, a scare for the purpose of scaring you. That was it. It's not even really like a scare. It feels like they planned a much more complicated effects shot using that, and then they just kind of ran out of movie. Yeah, so they, yeah, so they just cut between oh, the two faces, is. and we're like, oh, fuck it. No, another another good thing about this movie, I do have to say, is uh-huh. it is a neat, tidy ninety minutes long. Uh, it feels yeah, a little yeah, bit does. longer because basically the first half is kind of boring. It's it's slow. <laughs> it's a slow movie until the spooky stuff actually starts popping off, but. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, you know, and I, I was talking about this in the chat, but, like, I was like, dude, this movie has, like, 20 minutes to go, and there's still, like, three people alive. We need to start, like, hitting the road here a little bit. It's like the last uh, the last mission of Infinite Warfare, where it's like, okay, chop, chop, <laughs> we're on the last mission. Too many characters you like <laughs> still alive. Gotta get Time rid of these. Need the to kill. Out you go. Need to kill. <laughs> Must kill. And, you know, Carl Urban gets ground up. Like, what happened to, uh, what's his face? Dodge. How'd he die? I never even noticed that. They don't when actually I, show it. Um, you, just, you see a confrontation oh. between Dodge and Ferryman in which Dodge shoots Ferryman. And then Ferryman just eye snaps open and he presumably killed him on his way back to Epps. But you don't and then, see like, it And then, like, chops him up into pieces and throws him in the pool or something. Like No, no, that was, I thought those were pieces of, wait. Were those pieces those of Munder? I thought those I thought there were pieces of Munder, but I'd have to go rewatch the it. The face, cause... the face looked like Dodge. So oh, I was maybe confused. it was. God damn it! Maybe he threw him in the same gears. Because but... I, I was gonna say Munder looked like he was just kind of a cloud at that point. Because Munder gets ground. Man, we're like debating over movie canon here. Like he died. It doesn't really matter how. It's just they needed to get him out of the way so they could have the final confrontation between Ferryman and Epps. And see, we've barely even talked about the gold because it turns out oh, yeah. they're really indecisive about this because they can't decide if the gold is the entire point of the plot or if it's just like a, a mechanism. I think it's supposed to just be there as a lure. Like, it's not actually that important. It's just one of Ferryman's tools to get people to come to him. I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure it is the main tool because in the ending, he's putting it onto another boat. Like, he's going well, to yeah, start Well, yeah, because it all actually is fucking gold. And yeah. it's valuable, but it's like, it's not, the gold itself isn't supernatural, it's just used by Ferryman. Yeah, so he's just tempting people by getting a ridiculous amount of gold onto a boat, and then... It's, it's not Pirates of the Caribbean gold. I wish it was. God. Then the movie might be I mean, fun. That'd be a lot of gold. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, you might... You, yeah, you would have Orlando Bloom and Carl Urban would be a pirate. Has Carl Urban ever been a pirate uh, before? He should No, be. I wish. God. I love his look. His look I mean, as Butcher. Imagine transferring that to a pirate. Give him his own pirate show. Oh, uh, yeah. why didn't we do this? Disney, what the fuck? <laughs> Disney, replace Captain Jack Sparrow. I mean, you got Carl Urban. Carl Urban can do anything. He's been okay. a reboot, and reboot Pirates of the Caribbean with Carl Urban as Captain Jack Sparrow. There, boom, I did it. There's your, there's so your hot movie cr- minute. 
he'd be so much like he's got greasier. S- he'd be a different type of greasy, but he'd be <laughs> so greasy. He would be he, he he would be the greasiest, and we would love him for it. Okay, so it's clear by talking about Carl Urban's grease that we've sort of run out of movie stuff to talk about. <laughs> we have we have we have abandoned the plot of this movie because there's nothing else left. Ep survives. I, we I, find I out felt, we find out that Ferryman I, like is continuing on. You know, the adventure continues. Go ship to Synecdoche, New York. Good night. Yeah, <laughs> Carl now, Urban will come back as a space marine. Hell yeah! And go ship to in space. <laughs> they wanted God. Go. Um, okay. I'm convinced that last scene they shot that as a as a hail mary. They shot oh, that yeah. as a just for, in case yeah. for sure. Yeah, they they yeah. were like this. So so I actually sent you guys the original script. There was a link to it in our chat, but um, there was apparently a lot of executive meddling in this movie because the movie was originally supposed to be more of a psychological horror thing. Oh, and they yeah, and they changed it to just a straight up slasher movie. See, I think to the, what I was going to say to is the we've... to the point where the actors would have probably like like they said. Hang on, there was a quote somewhere where it's like they said that basically they would have like left the film if they had no like they 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 signed on for a different script than the one they got. Mm. You know. Now we've clearly run out of movie, and we're talking about ways it could be better. I think yeah. what the original script is one of the ways in that if this was just about people showing up on the ship and they get paranoid about the amount of money that's involved because of the gold and because of not trusting each other and it turns into like a a mundane people at each other's throats in a stressful situation, that probably was a good fucking movie. I wish they would have made that, but they didn't, of course. Yeah. What I think this current movie would work really well as, I want to see this as an immersive sim, a horror slash immersive sim video game where you control the crew going onto the ship and there's a bunch of like semi-randomized objectives and you get to like assign people to here and there and go and do shit on this ship as you try to recover the gold and get the ships somewhat seaworthy and figure shit out. And you so, could like, yeah. So a game that is coming out actually very soon as we record this uh, springs to mind. Um, the people who make Until Dawn are making a new game or new series of games. Ooh, yeah. Yep. And the first yes, one is are. set set on a boat. And there's people who are on this boat for some reason. I don't know. I haven't really checked it out, but like the premise, like trapped on spooky boat, seems you know there. So. Okay. I was picturing my I thing would, is kind of like... I would never play it, though. I'm just going to put that out there right now. <laughs> I was imagining mine is kind of like uh, System Shock meets Pathologic on a boat. Something like that. Like a weird adventure immersive sim type of deal. What if Bioshock was really on a fun. boat? Holy shit. This game, this, that game comes out this month. It comes out in Yeah, I was going to say, it comes out like, yeah, it comes out like later this month. Yeah. I am aware of the title and... No, I'm pretty much just the title. I've seen like two screenshots, but it's Dark Picture Show. No, Dark Pictures. Didn't they change it? Was it Dark Picture Show at some point? I don't know. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> hang on. As the, the players Dark explore Pictures, the of ghost Madonna. ship, yeah. as the ghost players ship. explore the ghost ship, they can find, yay, it's the unofficial sequel to Ghost Ship. Oh my God. <laughs> this is the spiritual reboot of Ghost Ship. 
Dark Pictures, Man of Medan. Medan? Medan. Uh, yeah. A group of Americans travel to the South Pacific Ocean for a vacation, but as a storm approaches, they find themselves trapped in a sunken, cursed ghost ship along with its captain. Hell yes. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the, the point of this podcast is don't, well... I mean, I don't want to say don't watch Ghost Ship. It's got a few moments. Don't pay too much attention to Ghost Ship. Put it on in the don't, background or something. Don't and go pay for Ghost Ship. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Watch it on Netflix. Don't it's on pay Netflix. For it. You should go and play the Dark Pictures, Man of Madan. Um, Supermassive is not paying us to say this, but uh, you know, go do that. <laughs> and we don't. And I we did don't like know. Until Dawn. Until yeah. and and we don't until know Dawn if was, it is even good yeah. because it hasn't come out yet, and none of us have touched it. But you know. It's probably okay. Question mark. <laughs> I mean, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed Until Dawn. I would play yeah. that game again. Yeah. It's Anything that, that is like a PS4. chance of doing a better version of this is is welcome. This is this has been the Chudcast video game corner. <laughs> Guys, have you heard of this game called Halo? No, what is it? I don't know. It's it's okay, I guess. Okay. All right, maybe I'll check it out sometime. Is it on PC? Is it free? Can I get skins? I don't know. Is there downloadable content? You can buy. Uh, yeah, there's like this, this podcast game is, a is sponsored by Splitgate Arena, what? What which is f- totally not Halo. <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's, it's a Halo Five clone. Anyway, <laughs> great. Oh, okay. All right. We're not. We're not sponsored by fucking anything. We're sponsored by Patreon. I be. think we make five yeah. bucks. Yeah, yeah, we make five dollars. Thank you for the five dollars. Yep, by the way, we appreciate it. Appreciate you. I think it's time for the outro. Yeah, uh, let's do this. Let's do this one off the dome. Here we go. Thanks for listening to the Chudcast. You can find us on Twitter at Chudcast, spelled C H U D C A S T, and support us on Patreon, maybe at Patreon.com/slash/Chudcast. We would really appreciate it if you did because we enjoy having money and if you give us enough of it we'll watch all of the saw movies which we have been threatening to do for some time and i would really like to follow through because quite frankly i've been watching reviews of the saw movies and they look dumb but um yeah so support us on patreon if you want to we would really love that uh i'm gordon you can find me on twitter at gordon 1470 my co-hosts are rain on twitter at bro rain spelled b-r-o-r-a-y-n and gear marine who is also on twitter at gear marine uh and who's probably asleep right now i don't know naps are pretty cool yeah naps are pretty cool thank you naps are cool everyone thank you good night